Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse and yet nothing seems to really be helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery. And I'd love to share with you about these phases, what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com slash checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. For those of you who don't yet know me, I'm Rachel Grant, and I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007. I'm also the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. But enough about me, because let's get into who we have here today um, as a very special guest, Angela Ray Clark. 
So Angela's going to be here sharing with us about how we can use our voice to gain momentum in healing from sexual abuse. Now, I met Angela a little while ago, and she's been, um, you know, in my world of um, community, and she helps out with the Healing from Sexual Abuse Facebook group as a comment moderator. Uh, she is really, really passionate about speaking about sexual abuse and exploitation. You know, she's a survivor leader and speaker and provides mindfulness tools that help interrupt the patterns of trauma and vicarious trauma. She uses these tools to really help people take charge of their mental and emotional well-being. And I've had the pleasure, right before this call actually, <laughs> of working with Angela and really getting her to see her in her gift and in her work. And so um, I really love the way that she approaches supporting her clients and doing that healing work. She's been doing that since 2006. And so really helps others um, rebuild confidence and reclaim one's voice and define what's next for personal and professional development, which you know we love here at Beyond Surviving because it's all about working through the trauma and the abuse so that we can move forward in our lives. One wonderful thing to know about Angela is that she's a member of the National Survivor Network for Human Trafficking. She's an ambassador for PeacefulHeart.se, great organization, highly recommend you go check them out too. And she also volunteers with FREA, that's F-R-E-A um, dot support. They have great resources on their website as well. She has a fabulous TEDx talk, What to Do After Hashtag Me Too, that can be viewed on her website and her book, The Other F Word, <laughs> My Handbook on Forgiveness. Love that. So that can be ordered on her website. She's also a dancer, which you know I love because that's all about me. I love to dance and love to hang out. She sings, she hikes, she loves to go on adventures, and, uh, you know, she's got so much going on. So we are really, really um, in good shape to have her here today and excited to learn from her. You can learn more about Angela at AngelaRayClark.com. So that's Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, Ray, R-A-E, Clark. C-L-A-R-K, and we'll repeat that at the end of our um, conversation today as well. But without further ado, Angela, welcome. So glad you're here today. I appreciate being a guest of yours, Rachel. You just, you amaze me and inspire me with the work that you do in the world too. So, uh, you know, listening to that long bio and, you know, I'm really, it just, I'm overwhelmed with how blessed I've been in my healing journey. Mm. And uh, I just want to take a moment to say that, it, you know, I didn't always feel that great about life and about the world. And that's yeah. why you and I do what we do because we've moved beyond. And I, you know, that's just the juiciness of it right there. That's why we do this work <laughs> is because life can be so rewarding and thrilling. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, That's an, I love that. Just in hearing your story, <laughs> your bio, you're like, wow, my life is pretty amazing these days. And wow, wasn't always that way. And so yeah, for those of you who are listening here today who are at that place in your journey where things aren't exactly as you want them to be and life isn't feeling that great and hopeful, we are definitely here um, to share that message with you. And, and why do you why is that so important to you to, to really share first and foremost, that message of hope and healing? 
you know, if there's one thing that can come out can come out of a painful, ugly trauma, um, helping others, you know, is just this. It, that that to me makes it worth my um, worth my experience. I don't know. It uh, gives me. I wanted to find meaning in my experience, and not everybody is called to do that, and that's absolutely okay. But it was important for me. Plus. You know, I just had this sense, even as a young girl, that I was going to be on stages sharing my story and I was going to be um, doing one-on-one -on -one work. I just had, you know, dreams that told me this. And so, you know, it just, when I when I had the opportunity, it was very easy to step into it because it, it's, I feel that it's my calling. Um, not everybody's going to understand the gist of that, but anybody who has ever had a sense of their calling before... Um, or their purpose, that's what this is for me. Um, mm. And providing, you know, hope and inspiration is what kept moving me forward. If I'm ever having an off day or a day where I'm discouraged about something, I look around for stories that inspire and encourage me. And if I, and then I think to myself, if they can do it, I can do it. And I look at the joy that they're exuding and I look at the happiness and the fulfillment that they're experiencing. And I just, I attach my heart to it in a sense and I go, okay, I want, I want to get back to that place for me, for myself. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, one of the things that um, we talk about in the beyond surviving program in the very first session is believing that things can change, which really ultimately comes down to having hope. That's right. And I know that there have been times in my life where I felt very hopeless, where I thought, well, you know, it's time to, time to call in the dogs and just give it up, you know, <laughs> finish it off. And I just couldn't see a way out of that pain. And, and, and at the end of the day, coming back again and again, whatever there was, sometimes it was a song, sometimes it was a, um, somebody who was speaking, sometimes it was a podcast, there would be some little something that would just spur me on and say, no, don't give up yet. Just keep trying, just keep going, figure out the next littlest thing that you can do. Because at the end of the day, that hope is what spurs us to action. And and transformation and and I think makes it possible for us to step into our calling and our purpose whatever that might look like for That's for right. a person now I know Angela that you're you're in your calling and you're living it and you're doing it and I'm also guessing that getting there was not just a straight shot <laughs> and, that, and that it was a journey so <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit about how you did find your calling and and how you got there what that journey was like for you all right. Well, a big part of it, as you know, is um, owning our voice. And that, you know, o over the years, I did a lot of different things. And I look at my journey as kind of a zig and a zag and a, another zig and another zig and then a zag. Um, it was completely nonlinear. We, we talk about that a lot in, healing, in the healing world, that it's absolutely nonlinear. If we could package it up as a linear experience, mm. uh, we wouldn't have... Um, you know, we'd all be well by now, but we can't because everybody's so different. Um, I, my uh, connection with myself and my voice actually started in acupuncture. I've also done trauma yoga. I've done art therapy, uh, traditional talk therapy. I've done coaching. I've done energy work, Reiki and other modalities in the energy realm, um, energy healing realm. So I, I guess I, whenever I'm feeling stuck or, or discouraged or I'm not sure what's next, this is all I do. I stand still 
and I kind of stomped my foot. I, I remember doing this really explicitly about, you know, at one point in my kitchen, just stomping my foot and throwing my hands up in the air and saying, what's next? I don't got, I don't have a clue. So mm -hmm. I need help here. <laughs> I don't right. know who's listening, but <laughs> right on. <laughs> and when, you know, then things started moving and within a short amount of time, uh, somebody sent me a note and they said, I really want you to come try this modality that I do. And it was a somatic based, uh, tuning fork kind of thing and it doesn't it has a long complex name but the shorter name is spinal tuning and that's just that one practitioner's name for that um and that was you know just snowballed from there and you know i did it as recently as two weeks ago uh, as in for one particular aspect of my life i just threw up my heart and hands and said okay what's next because i don't i don't know mm. <laughs> and i'm I then we're not stuck in a loop of searching and trying a hundred different things that that aren't going to be the right fit for us. I feel like um, when we, you know, contribute or you know use our voice to call out and ask for help, that that's a huge shift of energy. Um, so often, if we did reach out for help in the midst of our abusive situations. For me, I was a child, and I don't know that I literally did ask for any help. I think I probably had some more subtle signs that I was hoping somebody would pay attention to. But, mm. um, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the wherewithal or the language or the skills to be able to say, this is where I need help. And once we can do that as an adult, then we're willing to show up and do the work. But we also need to ask. And that ability to be able to recognize that we need help and then use our voice to ask for help in a clear, direct way, like as simple as what's next, um, different things line up and really show up for us. Um, and I always, the next right thing always shows up for me. I've never questioned it. I've just, um, I feel like it's an answer to my call for help or my prayer mm. and, and being able to trust that is the next thing. But you know, that, right. uh, yeah, once we do it once or twice, then we get the muscle exercised and then we really recognize the depth of how we are really supported yeah. on a, on a level that we don't see or understand. Wow. That's so powerful. I love this image. I'm just imagining you in the middle of your kitchen, just arms <laughs> thrown up and like, what the hell? What's <laughs> and, and man, I can relate to that question. I can relate to that being in that space of kind of being at your wit's end and, you know, having tried this, that or the other and, and feeling like you're not quite sure what the next path is. And I love this, really this opportunity that you're inviting us into of sometimes just surrendering that and saying maybe there isn't anything to do or to figure out and more a matter of just opening yourself up. And a letting whatever comes into your space, you know, to get curious about that and to explore that, that life kind of unfolds in that way. And all these pieces ultimately kind of add up um, to lead us where we need to go. Yep. As yeah. You did a great job of, of articulating that. Yep. Awesome. And, you know, I think the other piece of that, what you were saying there about really trusting ourselves, boy, that can be hard. Man, that can be so hard for those of us who've gone, right, through abuse yeah. and trauma. And yeah. we have a hard time trusting others, hard time trusting ourselves. 
was there any particular thing that you noticed that you did or that you said to yourself or that you tapped into in those moments where you felt reticent, where you felt unsure of that and, and you weren't necessarily on solid ground about trusting your instincts or following that intuition? Um, you know, the, I think the biggest thing that we all struggle with is when we, when we lean into something and we make that choice that this is the thing I'm going to do next. Um, if it doesn't seem to work out well or flow in that positive way that we think it, it was going to, um, for me anyway, I would sometimes go back to that point in time where I made the choice to do A instead of B. And I would think to myself, what if I'd chosen B? And that is, that's such an unknown. B might have turned out even more disastrous, disastrously than A. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, it's been a, a serious practice. And I mean serious to, to uh, go back to that point and say, nope, I still would have made the same choice. Given all the information I had, I still would have chosen A. And there are always lessons. In no matter what path we choose, there's always lessons we can get from it, always growth that we can learn from it. Yeah, I would love for it to be just a, you know, I don't know, a um, instead of a, 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 like a Ferris wheel, just a nice, easy ride rather than, <laughs> right? you know, oh, yeah. Man. Um, yeah, where's, where's the sign, you know, that's supposed to pop on that says this path, this way, go here. Right. <laughs> well, I yeah. need that sign, right? Yeah, yeah, but we don't get it. We sure don't. We don't. So it's, um, you know, it's always, yeah, and, but it's by doing the work. It's by, by embracing what shows up, even if we think we should have made a different choice. If we can embrace um, and show up, then that's where we grow and we learn and we, we just expand our resiliency. Yeah. And that's really, you know, that's what reminds us that there's hope in the world is because we are stretching and expanding our resilient resiliency. It's such an important thing that you're addressing here because I think for a lot of survivors, I've certainly been in that place myself, boy, we can spend a lot of time in the what ifs. Well, yeah. what if I had done that? Or what if this had happened this way? Or what if that and the other? And ultimately, like, my goodness, there's nothing, it's done, right? That's right. It's yeah. happened, it's settled, it's finished, and this is where we're at today. And so, um, I uh, I often try to remind myself and when I'm working with my clients, you know, talk with them about, you know, let's stop rehearsing the past and revisiting the past and let's, you know, prepare for the future and right. and move forward and keep that vision and focus to what's next um, yeah. because we can just, it's such a burden to spend time and you know that guilt and that because there, there are no straight answers you're absolutely right even if something different had happened we don't actually know um, it reminds me of that um, story I, um, maybe I'm gonna have to paraphrase it a little bit of the the son uh, the guy it's like a, a story of a, a man and his son and the son is out riding a horse one day and he falls off the horse and breaks his leg and the neighbors come and say oh this is so terrible this is so terrible and the father says, well, you know, good, bad, who knows. And then the next day, uh, the military come and are recruiting all of the men of the village to go and fight in this war. 
and you know the son can't go because he has this broken leg <laughs> and now the neighbors are oh that's so good that's so wonderful that he doesn't have to go and the father's attitude again is well good news bad news and it carries on like there are a couple of more things that happen i can't remember the other pieces but um but there there is all of the things are happening in our lives that sometimes we don't know uh, we want to categorize it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, Angela. It's like we want to categorize yeah. this as this is good and this is bad and this is helpful and this is beneficial and this is negative when actually sometimes, you know, uh, we just don't know. And I certainly would have never, you know, now at, you know, 40-something, I certainly would not have thought at 10 years old when all of that was happening to me that some way this would be turned into something that brings first to me, me joy, right? Like this is something right. that fulfills, is fulfilling for me, but that also ends up being of service and help to others. So I'm so glad that you found your way in that journey too. And I know that you are using your gifts in some really powerful ways. One of the ways is actually in supporting me and my work. So um, we have this amazing community, Healing from Sexual Abuse, a, a closed Facebook group. Um, which you all can find by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Real Talk with Rachel. And you're a comment moderator in that space, which means you're popping in, you know, once a week or, or every so often and supporting people in that community who are at all different stages of healing, um, but are sharing their stories and, and talking about what their experiences are. You know, why do you do that? <laughs> what the world? you that made you say yes to that and I know you also volunteer with a uh, Freya so tell me a little bit more about you know how you've taken your experiences and are using them um, out in the world these days well as I said earlier it's just important for me to um, you know remember that a lot of people have been there along my journey of healing and I want to give back in that way and it's my calling to be able to you know share the resources you know when I first got into the group the the biggest thing that I responded to were people asking has anybody ever tried yoga what about um, acupuncture has anybody tried Tai Chi and I've tried everything <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling that to a friend um, the other day you know so his response was would it be better to list what you haven't tried would that be easier? And I just looked at him and said, I'm drawing a blank. I'm not sure there's anything I haven't tried. <laughs> um, because I really wanted a greater peace inside and I wanted um, more, I wanted more enjoyment of life. And that's what kept driving me forward. And I, um, you know, I just have a wealth of people around me, uh, you know, wherever I go that are in the holistic healing arts that are doing all sorts of uh, great things. And so we just show up and work on each other. And in that, I get to experience a ton of, of different things. So things like sound healing is hugely beneficial and, and acupuncture, like I said before. And um, so even though it's outside of your box of what you thought you were going to do to heal, I would invite you to stretch into your courage to try something else um, to look for the local yoga class that might be a gentle yoga class or a therapeutic or, or trauma yoga um, and see what you can do to bring healing into it a, a deeper aspect of your body um, so much of what I think you and I agree on Rachel is the the somatic experience that's why dancing is so beneficial for us is um, 
to embody ourselves, to really come back into our body was the first step post-trauma to really owning our voice again, to finding out uh, our gifts and to be able to follow that, to be able to to actually live in our body because trauma separates us from our body oftentimes. Mm, So owning our body and owning our energy again is a really important aspect of that. Um, Let's see, I know that we don't have much time left. And there was one little exercise that it occurred to me that we might want to share with people today. Sweet. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So this is a really great, and it's uh, really simple. It's something you can just follow along with and do right now as as I talk us through it. The other thing that you can do is take it and apply it on your own after you've heard me do this. So right now, if you just want to settle back in your chair and... If you feel comfortable, close your eyes or at least let them go into a soft gaze. Take in a deep breath or two. And then think back on some aspect of your abuse that you still feel like has a hold on you. It's still playing a role somewhere in your life. And you know, perhaps it's the ener- your energy is seeping out sideways because you just can't quite Uh, break away from this particular aspect of your abuse and then imagine so just have that be represented maybe it's a word or a person's face or an event that's just you've got a picture of that in in your mind's eye then imagine that there's this cord of energy between you and that person or that event and See that cord, and it's unhealthy. It might be tangled. It might be, you know, have knots in it. It's just not a healthy cord. And we're going to go in, and we're going we're gonna to separate that cord of energy between you and the past. There might be multiple cords. There might be just a whole bunch of fishing lines between you two. It might be hundreds of cords. I know... After I got divorced years ago, I had to keep cutting cords. And the cords that showed up were, they were attached to different parts of my body and they were, showed up in all different ways and shapes and forms as I processed the grief of my divorce. So, so just knowing that because we cut a cord today, you might need to go back in and do it again and again. Um, so I'll go into why we do this in a minute. But if we can see that cord, then... What has come up for a lot of people, you know, when I first learned this exercise, I used a big sewing pair of sewing scissors. Um, Or sometimes I used a machete. Or if it was a metal, a metallic wire, I used a welding type tool that would cut through that. But it's so fun that sometimes we can just use like a lightsaber or a magic wand. (laughs) And that can just sever it gently and easily. And so just visualize yourself severing that cord and watching the cord, just like our vacuum cleaners suck in the cord. So watching the other person take back the cord that's attached to them. And then I watch the cord that's attached to me come into me. And then we're not quite done yet. We're going to just seal up our physical being, wherever that cord came back into. We're just going to watch our body completely seal up. And what I like to do is place my hand, if I can reach it, on that particular part of my body and just give myself a big dose of unconditional love. 
On the other side of things, I also like to just send a big dose of unconditional love. It's not my love. It's the divine or God's or the universe, universal life force love. It is not mine. I do not have to have any sense of love for that experience or that person. But I'm ready to separate. So I'm going to send unconditional love just because I can and because it, it feels responsible. Whether it's received or not is not our job. Then we're going to step back and we're going to feel ourselves in our body with that. Now that we're freed up and that cord is no longer there, we're just going to feel the sense of movement that we have that we might not have had before, the sense of freedom, the lightness, taking in a deep breath again, and just really owning your energy again. And intending that the part of the cord that came back into you, that's the stuff that you get to work with that may actually already be healed. It just now is it's different because it's inside of you instead of attached to someone or something else. And sometimes, in fact, quite often in this work, some of those uh, cords that we find, they're attached attached because we felt attacked I suppose but they're attached to our throat or our mouth some something to do with our ability to express to be able to tell our story maybe to be able to talk speak our truth and so if that has shown up for you that's not unusual it can be attached to a knee or a hip joint or a, the belly um, that cord can be attached anywhere on the body and uh, like I said, often, especially when it's from our past and, and our past is riddled with abuse of some sort or various sorts usually, then it, it does impact our voice. So the next thing that I would invite you to do is to sing a song. Put on your favorite song on the radio and sing along with it and just feel into the freedom that's in your voice now because you just released a piece of yourself from the past. On an energetic level there might still be work to do around this topic this issue but I always um, I always felt more empowered when I was able to visualize my connection with the past separate it and see myself as a separate identity and really as I said before owning owning my power that's why I do this exercise repeatedly and with clients repeatedly so all right Thank you for letting me share that. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Of course. That's like, you know, that's such a gift to be guided in that. So for those of you listening, I, I hope that you'll um, listen and listen again and use this tool that Angela has just gifted to you for exactly that. Finding your voice, breaking those connections, creating more freedom for yourself. So powerful in so many ways um, that we get to do that. So I know, Angela, that you have some really cool stuff coming up. Your book, The Other F Word, My Handbook on Forgiveness, is about to, to come out, um, yep. and that you also have some workshops coming up. So tell people a little bit more about how they can connect with you and some of the resources that you have available for them. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, so on my website, there's uh, a page that is um, on my coaching page. And the very first thing that pops up is the ability to sign up for the class. And it's called My Voice After Hashtag Me Too. 
you know, owning our story is one thing um, in the process, and then all the different layers of healing. There's so many different tools that I learned from a variety of different places, and so I've packaged those all up into a, a class, and they're really powerful. Several people have been able to move through that class, whether they're addressing trauma or not, and experienced, um, you know, a lot of lessons about how they can learn to use their voice better, cleaner, um, healthier, and be able to speak up for themselves. And that's such an important aspect of, of being human, really. It, you know, regardless of yeah. trauma, to be yeah. able to speak up for ourselves and to um, ask for what we need, to be able to receive graciously, to be able, you know, another aspect of um, being able to speak up is to be able to learn to listen. So we do have um, some some stuff around being silent in there um, as well because the more powerful the voice usually means that it's balanced with a fair amount of silence and listening in our life so um so that's that's what that class is about it's uh there's several modules and they just get um, emailed out to you uh once a week and we're starting on and my laptop just died so i think it's thursday october 6th at 2 p.m. and we'll have a live Facebook group and I'll be on live to announce the launch of the class and we'll we'll work through this together and it will be a lot of fun there is a lot of laughter in it laughter is one of the tools that we use actually to access our voice awesome yeah. so you've got the day of the week almost right and the date is the fourth so October fourth so close <laughs> uh, folks take advantage of this opportunity I mean this is a really um, great space in which to connect with Angela and continue to you know your healing journey and to learn from her and draw on all of the great work um, that she's done in the like she said plentiful you know <laughs> toolkit that she has and she's built up over the years um, so that's awesome check out our book go to her website Angela Ray Clark email her Angela at Angela Ray Clark.com and um, and any just you know final words final thoughts for our listeners today well I just I always say I because I can't seem to find other words for it but healing is such a worthwhile journey there is so much freedom on the other side and um, just keep keep that hope and that seed planted in your heart and the hope in your vision and uh, keep moving forward even when it seems dark and like relentless uh, because I, I can absolutely identify with those days. I have journals that reflect those days mm -hmm. and now my journals are filled with all of the miracles and the beautiful things that I get to do and experience and, um, and so I just deeply appreciate that I have found you, Rachel, and connected with you, and and that we can both reflect back um, mm. to the people in the community and the people that are listening to your to your podcast and paying attention to your blog and and, and just be able to inspire and give hope. For there are sure, there, yeah, there are better days ahead. <laughs> there are better days ahead, man. I second that in so many ways, Angela. I really appreciate you for just bringing your your voice. It to this podcast and <laughs> um, and sharing yourself so beautifully with us and I'm just ever grateful that you um, are a part of my community and uh, someone who I consider just a friend and a colleague and and are doing just really great um, things in this world so thank you so much for giving of yourself today 
Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in and joining us. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a note if what you're hearing is helping you. And uh, be sure to tune in next time because we have so much more to share. Until then, take good care of you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 